The Legend of Deadlight Long ago, a bold gleaner named Hrawfold of the Three Jests came across a key that could open the forgotten Daedric portal dazes scattered across the Deadlands. And no, no one knows why he was called Hrawfold of the Three Jests. That question comes up whenever someone recounts this story. Hrawfold set out to explore the portal network, searching out its hidden secrets one by one. Most of the portals led to places that had long since fallen into ruin, while some opened upon citadels still teeming with Daedra loyal to Mayroon's Dagon, and a few connected to other planes, these Hrawfold approached with great care. Since he didn't want to get stranded in some place even more hostile than the Deadlands, in his explorations he saw rare wonders and acquired interesting trophies, and then one day he simply did not return. After a suitable time, the gleaners hung Hrawful's cloak upon the wall of the bear's rest in Fargrave, raised their cups in his honor, and wished him well on his final leap. Years passed, so many that few remained who remembered Hrawful's name on his journeys. A disheveled man with a snow-white beard, his body bowed with great age, tottered into the bear's rest and claimed the cloak from the wall. I am Hrawfold. He told those in the room, I have been to the end of things and I have returned. And then he told his tale. On the day he vanished, Crawford used his key to bring a crumbling old portal dais to life. When he stepped through, he found himself in a blasted wasteland. Here, a shattered keep stood beneath a starless sky in a place illuminated only by a green ghostly aurora. He did not, this did, uh, this did not discourage Hrawfold, as many planes present an unwelcoming appearance at first glance. No, what was more troubling was that the plane was devoid of life and energy. The key he carried was discharged, and this plane lacked the essential energies needed to recharge it. Hrawfold set out to explore the area and search for another, for another portal that might offer escape. But he, found <clears throat> but he found that this unknown plane was only a shattered shard, a mere remnant of some previous realm that had been subjected to a terrible calamity. A few hours' march brought him to the jagged edges of where the sad fragment met only the seas of oblivion. And there was no way back. Of Hrawfold's long struggle to maintain his life in that bleak place, there is no record. Some say he survived by scavenging the dead things he found here and there in the planar fragment. Others say that as life and light had been extinguished in that place, the natural course of his starvation was slowed to a mere crawl. Whatever the case, Hrawfold of the Three Jests endured, slowly withering away, alone. Then came the day that a new portal opened in the realm, two being stepped through, a proud mortal in the robes of a priest and a dromora of high rank. Hrawfold crept uh, crept close to listen to their speech and begged them for help if it seemed wise. Look upon this broken plain, mortal, the dromora said to the priest. This is all that remains of a realm of a prince whose name is now forgotten. 
Before your kind first walked upon your world, the Prince of Destruction made war upon his enemy and laid waste to his home. Nothing survives the wrath of Mehrun's Dagon. This is his gift to you, a demonstration of his power and proof that he keeps his promises to followers and foe alike. <clears throat> the mortal priest looked <clears throat> the mortal priest looked about in awe. I thank our mighty Lord for my lesson, he answered, and he fell down and worshipped Dagon on that very spot. When he had finished with his prayers he rose, and both priest and Daedra returned through the portal. Hrothold saw his chance to escape and tottered forward. Just as the portal closed, he staggered through and found himself in the Deadlands again as an old broken man. To this day, no one has found his shattered plane, this plane of the Deadlights, as Hrothold named it. Some wonder if perhaps forgotten treasures still lie hidden there, waiting for the gleaner clever enough to find his way there and pilfer Dagon's spoils. Others wonder about the sights that very few mortals have ever seen. But even so, it must be said that few gleaners have ever gone looking for deadlight. There are better places to find treasure. The Lunar Lorcan by Thaldrun A Theory About the Moons, Masser, and Secunda I will not go into the varying accounts of what happened at Adamantine Tower nor will I relate the war of manifest metaphors that rendered those stories unable to support most qualities of what is commonly known as narrative. We all have our favorite Lorcan story, and our favorite Lorcan motivation for the creation of Nern, and our favorite story of what happened to his heart. But the theory of the lunar Lorcan is of special note. In short, the moons were, and are, the two halves of Lorcan's flesh divinity. Like the rest of the gods, Lorcan was a plane, or planet, that participated in the great construction, except where the eight lent portions of their heavenly bodies to create the mortal plane, or planet. Lorcan's was cracked asunder, and his divine spark fell to Nern as a shooting star to impregnate it with the measure of its existence and a reasonable amount of selfishness. Masser and Secunda, therefore, are the personifications of the dichotomy, the cloven duality, according to Arteum. The Lorcan legends often rail against ideas of the anima or animus, good and evil, being and nothingness, the poetry of the body, throat, and the moan, silence as the abortive, and so on. Set in the night sky as Lorcan's constant reminder to his mortal issue of their duty. Followers of this theory hold that all other heart stories are mythical degradations of the true origins of the moons. And it needn't be said that they observe the hollow crescent theory as well. <clears throat> 